What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Entrepreneur Experience podcast and YouTube show. If you're watching, what's up? If you're listening, what's going on? What's up as well, right? What's up is a visual and a verbal. What's up? So, hey, do you remember when everyone would say "What's up?" That too, or I remember, remember Dave Chappelle. What's up? Remember <laughs> yeah. Dave Chappelle? Yeah, so I didn't anyways, watch it, but I know what you're talking about. Whatever generation you are, what's up in the way you guys hear it? Um, I'm Coach Joe. And my partner, Jared Taylor with JT Visuals. Awesome. And we're here to talk about the entrepreneur experience. This is episode four, dude. Dude, we're rolling. We're rolling. We're rolling. Consistency, baby, right? We're rolling the camera. Mm-hmm. It's recording. We're rolling in dough. <laughs> we're rolling in dough. But it's pizza dough. Right. Just okay, kidding. pizza no. does good. Pizza does good. You know, it's yeah. so funny. We were talking about how like these chairs make us look. So like after we're done, we literally like kind of roll off the chair because they're so low <laughs> yeah. off the ground. So we're rolling there too. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I'm having the time of my life recording these podcasts, making plans for quarter two because that's when we're planning on bringing on some guest speakers and guest interviewers. Yeah. I'm excited about that because we're creating that lineup right now. Um, and we're I'm making ex- a lineup. We're making a process. So if you're yeah. wondering, hold tight for now. Oh, yeah. And then quarter two, then start yeah. asking. We'll have a process. Well, in reality, for you and I, it's like, okay, how do we make this thing consistent? We're building the habits of recording. We're building the habits of putting things together. We're listening to all of your we're – wa- we're reading and we're listening to all of your guys' comments, which I think we've been getting some very, very good uh, feedback from people. The conversational style podcast, the content that we're creating. So our our goal is to really, really make this about you guys who's watching and listening. Yep. Um, because we know how important it is to hear stories, to lean on other entrepreneurs and listen to them, how they did things, what their struggles were, what their victories were. Because you guys are all creating a story of your entrepreneurship journey. Um and some of it sucks. Some of it is great. There's highs, there's lows, and you know, there's something to learn from everybody's story and everybody's experience. That's why we call it the entrepreneur experience. We've been getting so much good feedback, too. Yeah. And we actually ha- do have a voice message. Oh, nice. And this is my brother. So do you want to listen to that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So. Even though I'm not a business owner i've dabbled with some stuff on the on the side and it's been successful with that stuff and so i've been excited for your guys's podcast i've been looking forward to it your first episode was very applicable to me and it inspired me and moved me as i am in a season of needing to uh, get back to work on a few things let me explain i'm a global worker um, and I, I work with uh, ministries overseas and help them grow. I, I'm kind of like a coach sometimes, mm. um, and I do a lot of equipping for for ministry. Um, but one thing, as as someone in this position, I have to raise my own funds. It's not just handed to me. So that means I do a lot of networking, right? I have to network, then I have to get meetings, and then I have to. Um, in those meetings, get people to sign up to join us on a monthly basis through their giving. Um, And then I have to maintain those people. And based on averages, that's going to be about 75 um, individuals that I have to have currently, or I'm at about 30. And so this episode, I'm, I'm in a season right now where I have to go back into that. And I 
don't want to, but that is the business aspect of what I do. And you guys, just listening to you guys, I was, oh, I could do this. All right, time to get back to work on that nice. on that aspect. I love the other part, but this part is more work um, and more business related, if you will, even though it's not technically business. But your episode was very applicable to me. Dude, that is freaking awesome. Yeah, shout out Jonathan Taylor. Thank you for sharing. Jonathan Taylor. Dude, that reminds me of the guy that all the girls had a crush on when I was in middle school. His name was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Remember yep. that guy? Yep. Remember that? Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah. So, dude, that is very encouraging to hear. I mean, honestly, like, he didn't have to, like, go into the, all that detail. But even though he was in ministry, like, the episode kind of reminded him that, hey, there's a business aspect to raising money to meeting people and to also like keeping those, those donors coming, like your clients are paying you. Those are his clients. Mm, right. Yep. And kind of making things, um, you know, like applicable for them to keep giving him money. And then yeah. he said something really important. He said, I have to network. Oh, yeah. Um, dude, when it comes to business, networking is key to any business, any industry that you're in. There's a saying that says your net worth is your network. Like mm. who you choose to network with and be around is going to determine how much net worth you have, you know? Yeah. Dude, that's so good. And when I first started too, I was like, ah, I don't think I need to go to all these network things. Like, mm. I, I mean, I didn't really totally understand what it was anyways. When I first started, I didn't even have business on my mind at all. So when I stumbled into it, I was like, uh, I'll just do uh, advertising, just go straight to advertising. And yeah. uh, it didn't really work out that well for me. <laughs> right, right. Um, but the where I found the value the most with the networking was really the people you get introduced to that can help you grow your business more than just like getting a job. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm glad you networked so, because that's kind of how we met. I know. Let's yeah. networking. Yeah. Right? And now I'm like, oh, you do network? Oh, you do this? Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as if you're like, how much more networking can I do? Right? Yeah. And that, that's and then, the question. And then the, 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 the trick is how much time do I have to network, right? As a business that you, you know, you're growing your business. Yeah. So it's kind of having to like pick the right ones and, and where are you going to master your time? And, and, and sometimes I'm like, right? oh, if I only networked, that would be awesome. Yeah. So it's like work myself out of, I'm the network guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, the CEO just going around networking like, yep. and, and, the, and I mean, yeah. you get to a point where like some CEOs, they don't want to do that. So this isn't other people, mm -hmm. but well, I mean, like it's whatever I have you a team do. of people and two of them are part of separate networking groups than I am. So our business, the business itself is very networked through me being part of a few and each of my team members, while two of my team members being part of one or two themselves. So, oh. yeah. Because I met you through a networking group that my my assistant was a part of. That's kind of how we met, right? Yeah. So my assistant is part of a networking group that you're a part of now. Yep. All right. I was looking over here because I'm trying to do, if you're watching the video you saw, uh, I'm on my phone and I'm looking at our YouTube comments okay. from Entrepreneur Experience and mm -hmm. we've been getting a lot of good feedback. Yeah. This is a really good one. And this person... Shout out Miller Sharp 5443 on YouTube. Miller Sharp 5443. If you're listening to this, this one's your comment. They said, I'm glad I listened to this. You guys have great insights. And then, so then I replied and I said, thanks so much. Much appreciated. Was there something that stood out to you in mm -hmm. particular? And then they said, it's the quote. 
when motivation is gone, it's discipline that carries you through. Dude, that's how I was like, dude, there's a lot of people out there that like some of these things that we say Mm -hmm. and do on this podcast that just rub off and and really create some really deep insightful things to people. Uh, it was just really awesome. Yep. Like I'm happy for that. Um, makes me happy that there people are out there and you guys are really liking this and we got some really good comments. So keep those coming. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. We definitely read all the comments. We like to see comments. And, um, so if you have good insight, just let us know what your greatest takeaway was. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if there's a topic that is something that you would like to hear more of, like, let us know. We, we might not, it might not be the next episode because we record these yeah. out and we do it, but like, we'll try to fit that in if it's relevant to what a lot of people want to hear. Yeah. Again, this is the entrepreneur experience. So we're not going to talk about something other than that, but you yeah. Know. And we're, we're actually like the whole experience is a two way thing. It's not just one way. We're not just here. And then we go, Oh, thank you for the compliment. You know, yeah. like we love that. But at the same time, if you guys have something in return or like, Oh, this, this quote really motivates me or like this, that, like share it with us too. Yeah. Uh, Or if you have a question that leads into something that we haven't even looked at. Yeah. I love that. So if I can, I would love to talk about what we intended to talk about today, which. No. no, (laughs) By the time you see this, we'll finally have um, a title for it. We're talking about like, what should we title this? But yeah, I'm just going to get right into it. If that's cool. Yeah. We're really going to talk about. It all comes down to your dreams and what success and life success looks like for you, which is basically your dream. Your dream is the end goal of where you want to be. And like the process in between to how to get there, Uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, I feel like the majority of us, not everybody, but a lot of entrepreneurs start off by being big dreamers. Like Mm. we do this thing called business because we want something more out of this life than what our society is telling us we have to do, which is go to school, get a job, work yeah. for somebody else, try to do good, try to ask for raises, and then just be capped out. Like, I know yeah. for me, I never want to work for anybody in my life because of that. <laughs> I want... I don't know how to go back, honestly. I want a lot of money, and I want a lot of time to enjoy that money. At the end of the day, when it comes to my selfish ambitions, that's what it is. Mm. But there's a lot more righteous and passionate things in between why I want all that money in that time. But at the end of the day, it's like, I want more time. And if I have a lot of time, I would love to be able to enjoy it by doing Mm. things that require money, Mm. you know? Yeah. But dreaming it's, it's some, some people are good at it. Some people are bad, but I feel like it's like when it comes to dreams, a lot of, a lot of things stop right there, you know? Yeah. So we should speak to those two people. Yeah. The ones who are good at it, but maybe you don't have the execution. Okay, cool. Maybe they're good at dreaming, full of ideas. I had yeah. my wife tell me the other day, I don't know what's real or not whenever you say things. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that is hilarious. And sometimes I say things and then it comes true, but it's like six months later. Mm-hmm. So then it's not the hot thing that I'm saying. I'm already on the next thousand things yeah yeah my <laughs> wife tells me that sometimes i overwhelm her with my dreaming like she loves hearing <laughs> it but she's like i gotta take these in doses you know yeah. i think she's gotten a lot better she's starting to do like dream sessions with me okay which really turns me on because it's like my wife getting on the hmm. same page as me and everything like that because she's not naturally a dreamer i think she's more of a realist in the moment mm. she wants security but i'm learning to meet her where she's at and she's 
really making an effort to meet me where I'm at, which actually makes my marriage a lot easier, you know, because entrepreneurship is already hard on our marriage in a lot of areas. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. So dream. Okay. Like, okay. Some people want it all. Some people don't want anything. Um, I I feel like a lot of people have dreams. People that say that they don't, I just don't think that they know how to pull it out. Right. You know, or communicate it. Whoever wants, I mean, who who really dreams about having the most boringest life and being broke? Well, then that's your dream. (laughs) I don't think that's a dream. I think people settle for that because that's either all they're told or what they tell themselves. Mm. Like, I think you and I talked about it in the first or second episode, how our upbringing in Christianity and some of the churches that we went to were controversial about like money. I was always told money is evil. Here, let's cheers really quick. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Cheers. So they said money is evil. Like, I even had the unction where I was discouraged to dream because, you know, if you want to be rich, we always heard the term, oh, it's easier for the a camel to go through the eye of the needle than it is for a rich man to go to heaven. Yeah. So we lived in extreme poverty because I think my mom and my dad really bought into that. Yeah. Like a self-righteous badge. Which, like, the context of that meaning is just that you can't buy your way into heaven. There's only one way is really the context. It doesn't mean that money is bad and being rich is bad. No. Well, the context literally was this. I I don't know if it's in the book of Matthew in the Bible. If if you guys know the Bible, Matthew. But it's it's one of those things where Jesus was going down a road, and there was a very rich man that came up to him and said, Hey, what will it take to get eternal life, salvation? Mm, Yeah. Because Jesus has been already doing his ministry. He was talking about this. And so people always ask him that question, how can I gain eternal life and be saved? Because everybody is afraid of fear, of death. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, okay. thinking about death is a very uncomfortable thing. So wanting mm. to have or wanting to know what happens after that, it's something that people want. Mm. And I, I want to go to heaven, right? So this rich man was probably heard Jesus' sermons many, many times, probably been following him a little bit. And then Jesus, it said Jesus, knowing that he was a rich man, you know, gave him some advice. So there was a context in between where the guy was like, I followed all your laws. I did all this kind of stuff. And then Jesus says, because he knew he was a rich man, said, okay, there's one more thing that you have to do. Sell all of your possessions, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. Be my disciple. Mm. Right? And then the Bible said that the guy walked away sad and perplexed because he had great wealth or Mm. many possessions. And then Jesus looked at his disciples and I'm paraphrasing. He's like, it's easier to put the camel through an eye of a needle than it is to be saved. Now I learned this thing that the eye of the needle is not what we think. It's not a sewing needle. That's what I was thinking. It's not like I actually looked this up. Well, back in those days, they had these gates that were entrances to big cities. Okay. And they had the main gate during business hours or during regular hours were open. But when they shut the gates, they closed it and they had side side stalls where it was still big enough for a human to go through with some of their possessions. But if merchants with their camels would come through and they came after the gates were closed, they had to take everything off of the camel and really shove the camel into the eye of the needle to get into the gates of this big old city. So they call that eye of the needle? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And look it up. I mean, I, you can fact yeah. check me if you want to. But I was literally like watching 
a preacher and, and, and the context and this guy's yeah. a theologian talk about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, people would tell me it's impossible because huh. you can't put a camel through a, a sewing needle. I'm like, of course that's impossible. Why would they translate it that way is my question because there's translators. Then it's like, why wouldn't they say, um, I maybe there are the choices. Gate. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah the, the narrow parts of a gate or I don't know. There's probably some other term. Well, I, I think that the Bible's been interpreted through many, many like years, and the English language is so simple that, you know, when Hebrew and Greek and any of the other languages, like a lot of times certain meanings can mean 10 million different things, the way, but it all depends on how you say it. Hmm. Or there's like one word that could mean or one word or hmm. a few types of words that however you put it in those ancient languages means so many different things. So I think when it was interpreted into the English language, it's like, well, the English language is so matter of fact that it took like scholars to really hmm. figure that part out. I don't yeah. know. Again, I'm not a scholar. But yeah. I and like this stuff. Anyways, back to dream. Yeah. Like you could say that was related because the guy with the camel, mm -hmm. his dream is to get to the other side. So, yeah, but <laughs> in context, we're talking about how our upbringing was really so much different than how we, we know it now as entrepreneurs, where uh -huh. dreaming yep. as an entrepreneur is extremely important, Yeah, but it doesn't stop there. Like a lot of people start and stop with the dream. Okay. And th there's a saying that the graveyards are full of unaccomplished dreams or... Hmm. Something similar where there's so much potential that has died with people. Yeah. Because I think every human knows how to dream. When I was super broke poor, I dreamt a lot. I wanted lots of things. But I could have like limited myself and said never happens. It just so turns out that I'm so hard-headed that I try to figure out how to get there, you know? So here's a good question. Why do you think people with dreams don't accomplish them? Or prioritize it. Like if it's your dream <coughs> and you really want it, yeah. why do we not prioritize it as much? Uh, well, first off, I think that sometimes dreaming is so big to us and depending on where we're at, sometimes it's so scary understanding what it takes to get there. Like I was broke and I wanted lots of big material things and I remember thinking, well, It'll never happen because I need a hundred million dollars a year, and I never, I never even saw a thousand dollars, let alone a couple hundred bucks. So it could have stopped me because of number one, my limited mindset, and then mm. just being fearful of it. Like, yeah, it feels good to dream, but when it, when you know what it takes to get there, it's like, oh shoot, do I really want to do that? You know. So what I'm hearing is, a dream, is actually a destination, mm -hmm. and people want to just be there but they might get scared of the work or steps it takes to get there. Exactly. Think about Mount Everest. The peak is a dream that a lot of people have. Well, number one, the first part of it is you, you, you got to, you have to learn how to build resistance because that hike is not, hmm. you know, so, you know, okay. but you put a goal together of when you want to do it, then you have to like train and then you have to, put a plan together to actually do it. So it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. If the goal is to get here, then I got to learn how to build resistance. I got to put a plan together to train and to learn what I have to do about Nepal and all that. I think it's in Nepal, right? Or yeah. Is it? yeah, I think so. Uh, because you have to actually go there. Mm -hmm. And then you 
put actions to it. Okay, cool. It's going to happen here. But then when you get there, like that's the first part. Like a lot of a lot of people stop at, ah, I looked at the plan. I looked at what I had to do. You know, I'll just keep this a dream. And it's it was kind of a cool dream. Yeah. But yeah, it never happened. So they actually stop before they even put a goal together because mm. of what it requires to even just think about it and put the goal and the plan yeah. together. That's why you need to get specific, right? Very specific. So for me, like if that was part of a dream, I wouldn't mind helicoptering. But, you know, I don't know the deal with like how far up it can go. Or anything. I don't know if I don't think it can do that forever. Scan it. Helicopters. Yeah. Can it go to the top? I don't know. But you but know, like I will me, tell you this: if I just want to view, I've I'll actually just... been at a peak higher than Mount Everest. In an airplane, <laughs> a yep. peak. You know, when the airplanes cruise at thirty-eight thousand feet, I I saw Mount Everest one time. Really? Just looking out the window. Really? No, I'm just joking. Oh, <laughs> but like, I'm saying awesome. is I've been higher than that. It was a joke, guys. It's a dad joke. I'm a dad, right? So nice. Wait, I did I screw it up? Because I guess I think it. you did. It's all good because <laughs> you took it literal. <laughs> it's, like, it's all good. Um, so dreaming. So like we have people that love to dream, but don't really put feet to it. Um, okay. So do you have like common dreams that like an average dreams that you hear all the time? Like when you ask people this. Yeah, so when I when I sit down with my clients or even people that I I um, I'm looking to to choose if they should be my client or not, is I ask them like, what is this business supposed to do for you? And a lot of times I have to coach them into actually like a dream. Like right mm. before this, I actually had that very thing. He's like, um, my dream. I actually like to work, so I don't really have a dream. I just I just kind of want to get another crew. And I'm like, okay, like this one's gonna be a little tougher because a lot of people are not they're not used to dreaming. They just mm. go out there and work. So it's like, okay, if you had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, what would you be doing right now? Oh, that's a good one. Right? Because that usually gets an answer, doesn't it? It usually does. It usually be like, oh, dude, I'll be traveling. I'll be spending with my grandchildren. My yeah. wife and I would be like having the time of our lives. But every once in a while, you'll have like this guy that I talk to. He's like, I don't know. We're simple people. My wife and I will just probably sit around the couch and do nothing. I'm like. Okay, so I had to kind of like ask yeah. deeper questions. Turns out that this guy had a childhood that the dad literally like got mad every time he like expressed a dream. Oh, no. So it was like so shoved all it. the way in there and suppressed. And we got somewhere. The cool thing is we got far enough for him to be like, you know what? There's something there and I want you to coach me. So we actually signed a contract for coaching right before this. What? Really? Yeah. This is fresh? Fresh. Congrats, dude. That story was fresh, literally. Nice. Um. So, yeah, so people, like, just kind of stop really at the dream part. But then um, y you have – so you have those type of entrepreneurs that, like, maybe they don't really know how to dream or maybe mm. they don't really understand, like, how to form that dream into, like, something they can take action on. Okay. I know what you mean. Right. It's like to be able to articulate what your dream is. Like, right now, mm -hmm. like, my – if I had a personal dream, it would actually be for my business and where I want it to be because mm -hmm. it's it's together. It's so relevant right now, yeah. Um, I do have a personal dream outside of that, mm -hmm. which has to do with my business being the vehicle to get me there. Right. Um, but the one that I want with my business, you know, I can't fully say it because I think some guys could just totally steal the idea. Cool. Don't say it. Um, but, but it's it's, awesome. it's like so aspiring for me, and I'm like, I want to be there. I like, I need to get there quick. Like, yeah. But I I understand like you can't 
try to rush things so much, so I do have patience, but I'm going to try whatever I can, mm. figure out my limits and push them. And I'm like always being stretched. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's good. Um, but that's my favorite thing is like <clears throat> whenever I meet someone new, mm-hmm. it's like I just jump straight to like, what do you do? Yeah. And then I go, do you like doing that? Do you love doing it? And like sometimes if it's half-hearted, it's like, oh, well, what's your dream? Or like, mm-hmm. what? What do you want to do? What are you passionate about? Yeah. And then they might say something. Those are good words, though. Like, like what am I? Oh, passion. Because people are like, oh, passion is more than just liking something. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know? deeper than that. Like, you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't passion, know how to describe it. What are you passionate about? What do you get emotional about when you hear Ooh. somebody talking about this? Right. Hmm. What is, what is, what is your, um, yeah, so passion is huge. Yeah. Is there is there something that like you're very very like passionate about when it comes to moral things, when it comes to social justice, when it comes to religious? Yeah. You know what I mean? I get passionate when it comes to all the things that God could do for you because mm. not in a selfish way like, "Oh, God's a genie," but no, like I know I I went through a lot. Mm. And my foundation has been Jesus Christ. And when I think of all the things that he has literally pulled me through, because he doesn't like in my experience, he doesn't do it just like where he goes here, Joe, I'll take that burden off you. So you don't have to worry about it. No, he's like, um, this is part of life. You're going to go through this, but I will be with you as long uh, as you're willing to take me with you, Joe. Yeah. And so dude, like I'm getting goosebumps nice. and stuff because it's like that to me is a relationship I want with God. Yeah. That's I'm not going to ask for you to take this crap away from me. I might ask you, but I really want to reflect how Jesus did it where he said, yeah. not my will, though. If you know I have to go through this, God, and if this is going to glorify you one day and help somebody, <laughs> then I go, so be it. Can you just please have a little bit of mercy on me? Like, <laughs> like yep. numb me just a little bit so I can go through it. Because at the end of the day, as humans, as entrepreneurs, as everything my belief is, our life is to glorify God. Yes. Boom. That's it. So it's like, when I go through what does crap, that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's going to suck. And I might complain a little bit. I'm human. But then when I get to my senses, it's like, okay, God, like, I understand this is something you're not going to take off my plate. So if I have to go through this, can you please be with me? Hmm. Can you please help me through it? That's kind of how I handle yeah. that. Because my dream, my dream ultimately is to have certain things going on. To glorify God in a way where it's like my money that I make, my influence as a business coach, I want that to help others that have the same or similar upbringings in me to say, hey, look, I know what you're going through. Let me show you a way. So, for example, my dream is to go back to the ghetto streets that I grew up in. Oh, yeah. And because a lot of my friends were drug dealers, pimps, all that kind of stuff and go back and say, hey, look, like I know you're seven, eight, nine, ten years old right now. And the only influences you have are your uncle, your brother, your dad is just gangbanging. Mm. And I know you want to make quick money selling dough or pimping out girls or pimping yourself out. But if I could show you a way to make that type of money or even more in a form of a business and building a skill hmm. and developing a skill and selling it like a plumber, electrician, yeah. an engineer or whatever. Give me some time. I know I won't get everybody, but I can at least speak to people. Like I was one of those hmm. kids teeter-tottering whether I should live a life like that 
or go a different route. And praise yeah. God, I chose a different route. And you just shared your dream and, mm. or, you know, I don't know if it's the dream, but it's a dream, right? That is one of the dreams. So that's I, why my business has to work, dude. That's why. Guys, let's make Coach Joe's dream come true. Send them anybody. <laughs> Send, Send them. me some clients. Send them people. All right, guys. Sorry to leave you on a cliffhanger. We're going to pause it here for part one, but I'm so excited for you to listen to part two next week. So remember to stay strong. And keep on keeping on. See you next time.